My name is Sarah Fennell, and since 2009, I have been on a rocket ship of personal growth and life mastery. From quitting my career as a dental hygienist and launching an online business, to becoming an international fitness and magazine cover model, to finding the love of my life, my twin flame, and building a business together, to dealing with chronic illness and suffering from breast implant illness, along with managing bipolar disorder. It has not been easy. I've been in a cycle of losing myself and finding myself for over a decade. But I've come to understand that this is life. I am never afraid to give up the good, to go for great, and constantly reinvent myself to have an extraordinary life. I am a seeker, and I invite you on a journey with me to become the best version of yourself to live your best life. This is the Fulfillment Project Podcast. Hi, friend. Welcome back to the show. I'm sitting here right across from my partner of everything. Partner in crime. Partner in crime. Hi, Joe. Welcome. What's up? Good to be here. Yeah. Uh, we get a lot of um, great feedback with you on the show. So we're going to have a couple episodes coming out of some awesome conversations. The whole two times I've been on it? Yeah. But it, I always give feedback. And then I put um, I put a poll out on my stories the other day about question and answer. And we're going to do that episode after this one. Uh, but people enjoy the conversation back and forth. Well, I'm here. I'm here to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, today we want to t chat about attitude, we want to chat about mood, we want to chat about the states that we're in within our life and within our business. And I know for me, this topic became really relevant last year at this time as we were ending 2019. You and I had our biggest income year to date, and I specifically remember saying to you, I don't want to make this much money next year if it's going to take what it took in terms of burning us out and frustration and anxiety. And although it was how we were actioning in the business, but I think we came to the conclusion that nothing is worth anything in life if we don't feel the way that we want to feel creating it. Yeah, 100%. I think um, like most entrepreneurs, we climb and we chase. And that's why we're entrepreneurs. And we're constantly looking for the next thing to accomplish. And whether that's more clients, different business, growth, and you know, one of the easiest things for us to chase is finances because it's easy to measure, right? Um, and, and we both felt the effects of what happened chasing that while ignoring how it felt during the process. And, you know, I think a lot of people adhere to the grind and the hustle and all that stuff. And it was the first time in my life, and I'm sure the first time in your life, where we actually decided to stop and say, how do we want to feel creating this? How do we want to feel servicing this? How do we want to feel throughout the whole time in this business? And not to be, you know, not to be confused with not working hard and failing and stuff like that, but, but literally starting to look at the business going, if it's not serving us and we feel miserable or if it feels anxious and if it feels not right, we have to reevaluate. Yeah. Uh, and that's what it's been a very fun process doing that. Yeah. And I think sometimes I think I'm a slow learner or I just have to go through many hard lessons until I actually understand it. And what we went through last year very, in 2019 very much reminds me of my fitness journey as well. Chasing the perfect body, chasing the IV Pro card, the magazine covers. And when I get there, then I'll be happy. Or when I get there, then I'll be successful. And I think if we put markers on when this, then that, 
we're not making internal goals and goals that actually fuel us in the process because it's it's never about the destination. Right. It's about how you are while creating that destination. I think the biggest reason why a lot of people can't do that is they've never really set daily goals. And one of the things that we started talking about even like more so this week than ever was winning each moment. And you know, so it, it and you hit it around the head. Let's use weight loss as an example. If you want to lose 30 pounds and you say to yourself, I'm going to be happy once I lose 30 pounds. Well, every chicken breast and broccoli you eat, you're going to hate. Every step you take on the treadmill, you're going to hate. And until you learn to love that process, the outcome will never, ever satisfy you. And I think what's challenging, though, the most is for a lot of people to be aware enough of how can I enjoy the process each moment getting there. And if I'm not enjoying it, what do I do? Yes. Um, I think it also takes a lot of awareness because even looking back over the years, I didn't realize how much I created in stress and chaos and anxiety and worry. And it wasn't until we have, like what you just said, have been learning to audit daily, almost moment by moment of like, wait a minute, what am I feeling? And what is causing this? And I don't, I don't have to continue feeling like this if I choose something different. Yes and no. And I think there's two processes of that because a lot of people feel stressed because they're doing the wrong things. They don't know what they should be doing. 100%. So you can have all the awareness in the world saying, hey, I'm anxious, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. Well, you're, the map you're following still sucks. You're still walking in the wrong direction. You still don't know what you should be doing day to day. So even being aware of how you feel is not enough unless you're also aware of what to fix. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we've learned to do is not just, because you, you can't just fool yourself. You're like, you know what, I'm going to choose to be happy <laughs> meanwhile your house is on fire you know so yeah. um i think the map and, and the auditing that needs to go with it is, is equally important as just the awareness to know what's going on mm -hmm. one of the big things we've brought into our coaching this year is something that you've coined as tea time yes yeah so explain to us what does tea time stand for tea time are my three core managers these are my bouncers, my three wise men, whatever you want to call them. These, uh, at the end of it all, these are the three things I have to manage the most. And T stands for time, E stands for energy, and A stands for attitude. Time is the most precious commodity we have available to us. To me, it's the number one manager. You can't go through life with empty batteries being in the red we, we you know anyone who's gone through adrenal fatigue and stuff like that knows what that's like so it doesn't matter how much money you have how many friends you have but if you have no energy to get up uh, you know and enjoy the day nothing matters and the last thing is attitude you know if you are going through life scared miserable upset angry guilt shame all those things nothing else matters either um so last year i made a huge shift where my major priority my major priority is managing those three things before i do anything else because um, you can't actually, if you're miserable, angry, unhappy, you have no energy and no time, What? who cares what map you have to follow? Because mm -hmm. you're going to find ways to sabotage it anyways. Um, and, and it's been a, probably the biggest shift working with our clients is doing these three things first and then doing the rest. Yes. Uh, it's been a massive, massive game changer. Yeah. The one thing about attitude too that I've learned is, especially success, it's a sliding scale, right? You know, we, we have our maybe markers or destination points that we're working towards. But as soon as you hit them, the needle always moves forward. And so I've realized that even though I'm never going to be exactly where I want to be, as long as my attitude is in check, I'm loving the process. So I'm going to say, what if you were exactly where you need to be at every single moment? And it's not about where you're going to be, but realizing you're exactly where you need to be now. 
Yeah. So then you're not chasing anything. You're not anxious for the future. You're not only focusing on the getting there, getting there. It's realizing, hey, I'm exactly where I need to be right now. Tomorrow I'm going to be a little bit better. So I'm going to do that little thing, that habit shift or, or make those changes in my life that I need to. Be happy with that entire day and then do it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. As opposed to I'll be happier when I'm 25 pounds skinnier and look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. I don't know. You know? <laughs> um, and I think that's, that's the hardest thing for a lot of people is realizing like, to have those daily small wins, to have the awareness, and to know that the path you're on today is getting you closer to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Those are some keys. Yeah. And so when we say attitude, what would you say that encompasses attitude? Ooh. Okay. So let's, let's look at attitude. Before we look at attitude, let's use a term that a lot of us are familiar with, which is mood. So right now, as you're listening to this, ask yourself, you know, what mood am I in? And until we really dove into this, a lot of people think about mood as kind of like, you know, you're, you're either happy or you're sad. You know, it's dark, it's light. And when we look at things uh, from a mood perspective, ask yourself over the last, let's say, 10 months, <laughs> how often have you been stressed, frustrated, anxious, overwhelmed, bored, tired, exhausted, lonely, or depressed? And for a lot of people, that might be more than 50% of the time. And those are what we call like the negative emotions, the the energy draining emotions, the sad emotions, the anger emotions. And when we start looking at things like excited, happy, joyful, fulfilled, calm, satisfied, people are like, yeah, it must be nice. I don't know the last time I felt that. What we're really looking at here is the balance between our mood. So every second of every day, you are in a mood. It could be content could be bored it could be whatever you know i give a list of over 100 i did a post on so to me your attitude is your accumulation of the mood so let's say over the course of the day the majority of it i was pretty calm or i was pretty happy so my attitude that day is going to be hey i'm in a good mood i got a good attitude when we look at the accumulation of moods that turns into attitudes and then an accumulation of attitudes turns into what we call your personality and here's what I mean. So maybe I stubbed my toe, I missed an email, and I got a flat tire, and like part of my day I was just in a bad mood. But the rest of the day I came home, and the family was awesome, and I was able to change my mood. Overall, my attitude that day was pretty good. But let's say I brought that anger home with me, I took it out on the kids, I took it out on you, and I just held on to that mood all day long. And then the next day, I just more shit happened to me. I'm like, oh, look at me again, more crappy things happening to me. And day after day, I held on to those moods, well, that now becomes my attitude. People are like, oh, Joe's just that guy. And when someone starts saying, oh, so-and-so is like that, that becomes your personality. And then you're, if you're a Joe Dispenza fan, you know what's coming. If you're not, <laughs> Google this. Your personality creates your personal reality. So unless you control your mood, moment by moment, if you allow those moods to become your attitude, that attitude becomes your personality, well, you better take a look at that chart and go, where am I spending most of my time energetically, mood-wise, because if it's in a crappy state, well, chances are your personality is like that. And there's a good chance that your personal reality will be a good reflection of that as well. Mm-hmm. And I think about, you know, we've taken a lot of personal responsibility lately from the moment by moment basis. And I think that's what a lot of people do. But I see so many people waiting for something to make them happy or waiting for something external to change their internal reality. And when you realize that it is your responsibility to change that, I find it changes the entire game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw myself under the bus here. Uh, anger issues I had all my life. 
every time I would get frustrated, and I mean, you've been the brunt of that. Like, just I only knew one way to argue was just yell. That's just the way I was brought up. Um, you know, like it was just conditioned that way, and it was also accepted in other relationships or by other people. So if it's accepted and there's no negative consequences, then my reality was this is okay. And I remember when we first got together, you're like, you came from the opposite background. Your parents don't fight. They don't yell at each other. You're not exposed to that. And it wasn't okay for you. And it took me so long to be like, hey, that, it, it's not my fault because no one else had an issue with this. This is your problem. And, you know, I validated my way of doing something. And, and, then, and then holding on to that as well, going, well, that's her problem. She has to see my point of view. So who cares if I'm angry? And, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but it took a long time to realize, like, it, it takes a lot of self-awareness and it took years of like digging deep and peeling off layers, but realizing why am I angry in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> like, who cares about your point? Like, who cares whether you like my anger or not, but why am I angry in the first place? Yeah. You know, like, 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 and so, uh, and maybe we'll get this a little bit later on, but like, you know, learning certain tools to realize that that emotion you can control. And one of the best books I ever read, and I was 20 years old and good life gave me this book. Actually, Patch himself in London gave us these books. And it was called Happiness is a Choice. And there's a story in there about a family who, who has a, a child with a handicap. And just a lot of typical things that most people would say, why us? This is so hard. And how they managed to live such a happy lifestyle by choosing the happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jim Rohn says that you know, E plus R equals O. The event plus your reaction dictates the outcome. Um, and, and, you know, my, my, my reactions sometimes to events weren't very positive. So the outcome wasn't good. And even over the last, I'd say like two, three years, like us learning to communicate has been the biggest game changer. But like you said, it was me realizing like my way was not right. Having the awareness that there was consequences to the mood that I was in and that you didn't have to change, but I had to change. And I mean, it took a long time because I'm like, well, why can't you just get like used to me yelling? And looking back now, I'm like, because I was just too, f- can I swear on the show? Sure. Oh, sorry. I was just too fucking lazy and too egotistical to say, no, I have to change. Um, and that, that was probably the biggest shift when people realize when they're, when, the, when people are in a negative emotional state, I'm going to argue that 10 times out of 10, it's a reflection of, of, of you because that's what, why you're feeling that. Yeah. So you know, ask yourself why you're angry. Ask yourself why you're bored. Ask yourself why you're irritated. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're going to go through some steps later in terms of what to do with that. But yeah. the, the awareness is big. So often we want to put blame on something external from us. And, and that's an ego thing, right? Complete ego thing. I heard a story recently that was fantastic that'll, that'll uh, encompass this really nicely. Back in the um, early 1800s, there was something going around called the Black Death of Childbirth. Ooh. And what it was was that women who were having children, within 48 hours, they were dying. And, you know, this, this started in the 18, in the 18th century and went into the 1800s and, and some hospitals it got up to 70% of women would die 48 hours after childbirth. And so the doctors were baffled by this and this was the beginning of the Renaissance. And so science was coming up and, and doctors were coming up and the mystical type of science and the medical world was fading away. And so the doctors really wanted to research this. And so what they would do is they would spend the mornings uh, looking over the corpses that died the day before. And then in the afternoon, they would go into delivering babies. And, you know, and, and for 30 years, they couldn't figure this out. And someone came to them and, and said, 
that they, they realized that they were not washing their hands. And someone actually said this to them and it took them 30 years to actually realize it and prove it scientifically. And they wouldn't listen to this person and admit that it was their fault. So they were working on the corpses in the morning, not washing their hands, going and delivering babies and obviously transferring bacteria. And these women would die 48 hours later. And it took them 30 years to actually admit that they were in the wrong, that they were doing something wrong. feels like me to be 40. 40! Yeah, but that's the thing. And I think like you and I, and and that's almost like the death of the ego and something that we've been working on for absolute years. Yeah. So we have these moods. How do we start to shift them and actually take personal responsibility for this? So there's a really cool acronym that I've learned and, and it's a kind of cool way of saying this, but you need to become the ruler of your mood. You need to become the ruler of your emotions. So to be the ruler means that you have to take control and responsibility. And so RULER, R-U-L-E-R, stands for recognize, understand, label, express, and regulate. So what do I mean by that? So I'm in a mood. And, and, and usually, like, I mean, this, this applies for the negative moods. Not too many people want to regulate their good moods. But let's say I'm now angry. I'm anxious. So the first thing is, is, is recognizing. And what you need to do is identify... Physically, what's happening? So you start looking for the clues. Oh, my stomach's starting to get knots. Oh, my throat feels like this. Or a lot of times when people get angry, they just they just feel out of control. They start to feel their body shaking and stuff. So the first thing is that recognizing clues as to when this is starting to happen to you. The second thing you have to do is understand the cause and consequences of these moods. We had consequences when I got angry. We wouldn't talk. And then like, there's a whole process of like, then I got to say, I'm sorry. And then I got to like make it up and all that other stuff. So there's recognizing that you're in control, identify what the physical characteristics are, understand the cause and what it's, what it's doing to other people as well. The third thing is label. And, and this is where I'm going to speak to most of the guys out there is you need to start labeling and building a better emotional language. You can't just say I'm good. I'm bad. You can't just say, uh, I'm happy. I'm sad. Right. So understanding the difference between, you know, I'm feeling very anxious. I'm feeling very lonely. I'm feeling, you know, all, like being very particular with the words and understanding what those words mean. The next thing is expressing. So now that you understand and you can label them, building new ways of expressing yourself, that's a little more appropriate socially and with the people around you. The last thing is regulate. And this to me has been the biggest game changer regulate what you're, what you're seeing, what you're doing, how you're feeling. So if you know certain things, if scrolling on social media for 30 minutes puts you in a state, cut your thumbs off. You have a choice. You don't have to do that. If going out for a walk for 10 minutes makes you feel great, switch, right? So start making a list and, and, and really like we came down to awareness. So you can't recognize things you don't want to admit or that you want to push deep down into the vault so using the, you know, the ruler, recognize, understand, label it, learn to express it de- differently, and then regulate it yeah. um, is, is really the key. And this is not an overnight process. Mm. Uh, and this is an ongoing process all the time. Yeah.
I want to take a moment and pause during this episode to let you know about an online event that Joe and I have coming up on January 28th. You see, we're looking to align with the business owners who are ready for that second phase of growing their online coaching business. If you're someone who's gotten your business off the ground, you've got it set up, you've got clients, you're in the trenches, and you're really starting to feel that momentum, I know what starts to creep up into your mind when you get your feet on the ground when phase one. You start to ask yourself, what's next? You start to look around at what other people are doing. You start to maybe follow other business coaches and listening to business advice, and you're hearing all the different things that you could do. But what does this actually do for you? It ends up leaving you confused and overwhelmed. And I know this firsthand when I got to the second phase of growing out my fitness coaching business in 2014. And since we know what happens when you get to this phase, we want to make it really, really clear for you. And what we've What we developed is what's called the Fulfillment Audit, where we want to help you audit 14 areas of your life and business to know exactly where you are. It's hard to figure out what your next steps are if you don't know exactly where you are, what you have, what you don't have, what you want to work towards, what you don't want to work towards, and really figuring out what your business and life goals are moving forward. Once we establish that, we want to make sure that you're not operating in any stress or chaos and that you really have a structured schedule with some high performance habits to really help you with your productivity. And also, we want to make sure that you are not sacrificing your personal life for your business and that you're leading a balanced, fulfilled life. If you're shaking your head to any of that, and if you're saying, yes, that's me, yes, that's what I want, we're hosting a workshop January 28th. It's called Mission It's Possible, and it's the 2190. We want to help you plan out your next 90 days, and we're going to spend the first 21 with you. We're kicking it off with a workshop to help you figure this out. We're going to do a private call together, and then we're also going to connect on another group call. We call this the Connection Momentum Call to make sure that you are accountable to your goals and that you are having awesome momentum. And moving forward. So if you want to move out of confusion and overwhelm, if you don't want to operate in stress and chaos, if you want to make sure that you're balancing your personal and business life and removing any doubt that lingers in your mind, this workshop is for you. Head on over to myfulfillmentproject.com. You'll find full details there and registration. That's myfulfillmentproject.com. Uh, I love the last one and, and regulate. And I think sometimes that can be the hardest. And even coming from myself, speaking from experience, I have a mood disorder. I've had bipolar for the past 12 years and I know the extreme highs and the extreme lows. And times when I would feel myself going up to that high, I would almost chase it to get there. But I've realized now that what goes up must come down. And so the regulation is so important because, you know, happiness, you know, excitement, elation, it's very high energy. And same with like anger, it's very high energy. And so when you're always in those high energies, it can become very exhausting. So learning like where you want to be. And I think a lot of people don't even have that awareness to like, how do I want to feel every Mm. day? And that's something we've been asking ourselves, like, how do I want to feel? So over a year ago, I started doing this with a few of my clients. I did this with myself. And before I went to bed, every single night, I would ask myself, what are my intentions for tomorrow and how do I want to feel? Two simple questions people can ask themselves and you can do it as frequently as you want. What are my intentions for the next hour? How do I want to feel? What are my intentions for the next five minutes? How do I want to feel? What are my intentions this week and how do I want to feel? Because the intention people are good at doing, your tasks, your targets, your goals and stuff like that. But when you attach the task, the goal, the mission with how you want to feel as well, that's when you start realizing if you're on the right path or you're not. So if you're doing things that are constantly making you feel in a negative way, ruler time, 
recognize, understand, label, express, regulate, there needs to be some changes. Um, and one of the things I think we fell, you know, we, we fell to this and a lot of our clients have as well, is that when we don't take the time to regulate this, an hour turns into half a day. Half a day turns into a full day. And then suddenly, like, wow, for the last three, four days, I've been anxious, I've been stressed, I've just been fighting through it. I've been fighting through it. But yet, from a frequency perspective, everything you've created, everything you've done is now attached to that negative emotional state, which is now transferring to other aspects of your life. Um, you know, we were, we were on a, when we were on our walk just before this podcast, we were talking about how, how easily a personality can be shifted. You know, I felt mind shift Definitely. a lot, yeah. both good and bad. And, I, and I, I felt my personality shift when my mood, when I was sick for, for, for months, like it slowly just got worse and worse and worse. But one day turned into two, two turned into three, three turned into a week. And suddenly it's like, wow, my entire personality has now shifted. Um, and I think people need to start looking at each day like a win-loss column for mood. And think to yourself, like, am I a plus or minus today? Overall, am I at least a 51 or 52? Try to get up to an 80 to a 90. Uh, and then start seeing how things start to shift. Yeah. Especially us as business owners. You know, we're creatives. Like, we are our business. Those of us that are coaches. And we've both been in situations where you had your to-do list for the day or you're going to show up on video or create some marketing material and then you wake up and you're in a bad mood. And do you feel like doing all that awesome stuff that you know you want to do? Maybe you put it off or maybe you do it and you're just not in that mood. Um, but earlier this morning, I had a, a call with a coaching client and she's halfway through her launch and she's working a full-time job building up her online business. And I had to stop the whole conversation because you know there was negativity coming out of her. She was frustrated. She started crying on the call and I, was, I stopped her. And I was like, listen, you know, you're halfway through a launch and nothing has happened. And I said, look at the state that you're operating in because everything is frequency and energy. And even if we're online, you know, people can feel your energy. They, they can sense how you are. And if you're operating in, in chaos and worrying and, and anxiousness, you're never going to get the optimal result that you want. And what I always tell my clients, especially in your business, like you, you're choosing to do this. Like uh, we, you and I are choosing to run a business. And although like, and so, yeah, it, it comes with, I you can see I'm on the floor, like literally I'm, 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 I'm laughing. So please continue. I'm laughing. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this is my choice. And so if I am choosing this life and I am choosing to do everything thing in my day, I want to feel freaking amazing doing it because I'm choosing this life. I'm, can I, can I, can I, oh, I, I might, I might get some haters for saying this. I'm going to talk about the fitness industry for a second. <laughs> there was a time where I was training both high end, like, like competitors and fighters, like UFC level, national level fighters. And they're like, you know, like people going to the Olympia and high level, provincial level, like, like, like competitors. And I'd get different messages from both these people. There's the competitors. Do I have to? Oh, so much this, so much that. It was like, a, not all of them, so don't, don't go hating on me, but so many of them hated the process. And then you get fighters who get the shit kicked out of them every day. They're broken. They're sore. And they don't complain. It's just such a different mentality. And it's weird because it's like, I would say to the competitors, like, you choose to compete. So once you said it to me, I'm like, it reminds me like the entrepreneurs, it's, like, it's either like you're a fighter entrepreneurial or you just don't have that in you. But again, like it's your choice. And, and I'm not saying that you can't be stressed. There's not a day that goes by where I don't pick that anxiety box, but I choose how to regulate it. I choose how to recognize it. I choose how to speak to you about it now. And within less than an hour, sometimes 10 minutes or five minutes, I can shift it now. Being in business is always going to be stressful. 
Like being in business, you're, it's basically like you're an animal in the wild. Like you're not meant to survive. Like the odds are against you. Like, like, like that, that's just a given fact. So unless you can put up smile on your face and like, you don't mind getting the hits. It's the people who don't mind bleeding who really succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like being a sport. You get hit, you get, you get a little blood, you smile, like, ah, you know, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you the next time. Um, as opposed to, I don't want to be a soccer fan, so I don't really care, but like, don't treat your business like a soccer player. You know, if you get hit in the head and you go down holding your knee, complaining and bitching about looking for a call on the red card, that's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> you love your soccer chats. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's so key. And what I've learned is, you know, especially as someone who does deal with depression, like I want to do everything I can to, so that I can feel my best and show up what, with doing what I want to do. So I think we've all seen that glimpse into what we call our, our higher self, the, mm-hmm. the best version of ourself. It's never depressed or anxious or worried. So how can we be auditing and calibrating and regulating every single day? So January 1st, I downloaded an app. I showed you that app called the Mood Meter. And as I was diving more into this recently, like I was, you know how I feel about auditing and assessing everything, (laughs) no matter what it is. Um, And as we dove deeper into like, hey, like my personality, my personal reality, my life and my attitude. And if it came all the way down to the mood, I'm like, wait a second. So you tell me if I can assess this as much as possible and control this as much as possible, I can change my reality. I'm in. Um, and the last was about a week now has been transformative because I've never, like I, I journal a lot um, excessively. It's embarrassing, but I've never really tracked my mood as I shifted my mood. So what I do now is that if I feel a certain way, I track it and the app is awesome. Like honestly, it, I think it's called mood meter. It, it, it's nice because it vocally, it shows you the word and you're like, Hmm, Am I anxious or am I this? You know, it, yeah. it, it, it has a you, wide variety. It has a wide variety. And there's some words that we, we didn't even know what those, those emo- emotions felt. Morose? <laughs> well, morose I, I knew from Wedding Crashers. But um, <laughs> what's interesting with this mood meter now is that throughout the day, I'm now tracking like do 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 And I'm getting a snapshot of like, hey, you know what? I was on this side or this side today. But just by putting that word in there and then it asks you two questions and it's freaking genius. Would you like to shift or would you like to stay the same? And here's something I've never, I knew, but I didn't put into practice. Every fucking second of the day, I decide to stay or shift. Shifting takes practice, takes work, takes effort though. And it takes awareness. Staying where you are, pretty comfy. And I just didn't realize how often throughout the day my, my mood fluctuated. I didn't realize how much throughout the day, sometimes I just I just stay in a mood because I'm just, you're... You're deep in thought. You got shit to do. You're, you're running around. You're doing all these things. So you just stay in that mood. But now that I have to identify it, write it down, and it asks me if I want to stay or shift, I feel like a complete jackass going, no, I want to stay like this. I'd love to stay anxious all day. <laughs> well, that would say that. Yeah. So just the awareness by clicking on that button going, hey, I'm feeling this right now. Mm-hmm. And this little app, like this little voice inside of my head going, yeah, well, if you'd like to change it, you can. I'm like... You're right. <laughs> and, then, and then depending on the mood, it'll actually give you some recommendations. So depending on some kind of mood, it'll ask you to go outside, take a time out, do this, do that. Uh, it has been such a game changer. So just recognizing it and then accepting the fact that I can change it if I choose to. Now, when I was angry, I loved being angry. So I didn't want to not be angry. Mm-hmm. And that was an interesting fact too. Is a lot of times we, we identify with that negative emotion. We like the reaction we're getting from it. People are giving me attention and things like that. So for some people, it's not an easy process. But at the end of the day, scientifically speaking, you can't argue this. 
we have the decision to change the state. And in fact, the only thing that we can control is, is the mood that we're in. Yeah. If you think about it, the, literally the only thing we can control every second of the day is the mood that we're in. Which changes everything. Yes. Yeah. So I have a question to ask you, something I, I've, I've never actually had a conversation with you about. Uh, and I've seen you shift and change over the years miraculously, like night and day. I don't even recognize the guy I started dating for very good reasons. Now, would you say that you never allowed yourself to feel your emotions or you just didn't? Um, Correct. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I can, I can honestly say I was one of the coldest people I've ever known. I could shut off. I, I could feel oh. you. You could just like, it was like a wall that would go up. It was impressive at what I could do, see, say, witness and how cold I could be. And like, it was, it, it, I didn't have to try. It was, it was, it, it, I also, I also consider it was a bit of a condition I had, um, childhood trauma, like stuff like that, abandonment issues and just building walls to not get hurt. And I just became really good at doing that. And, and, and when, and when that becomes your personality and that becomes my personal reality, like try to tell me otherwise it felt foreign. Trying not to feel that way didn't feel right. And it felt very bare. It felt very foreign. It felt very uncomfortable. Uh, felt unsafe, right? So you, we, we tend to do things that we feel are safe in, that we feel control in. Um, and expressing things like that didn't make me feel like I was in control. Mm. Yelling made me feel like I was in control. And so no one wants to feel like they're out of control. No one wants to feel unsafe. No one wants to feel worse than they already do. <laughs> so we find ways to cope with that. And for me, it was just a coping mechanism uh, until I learned to really realize why I was angry, why I was whatever feeling I was feeling, um, and then dealing with that root cause. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, cause it's been so crazy to watch you over the last couple of years, just get in touch with yourself and actually be able to vocalize how you're feeling, um, have the awareness around how you're feeling and then, and then shift that. And I think, I think that takes a really, it takes an aware and, and a conscious person. I think so many people, they're living their lives unconsciously, meaning they're just not even aware to their surroundings, how they're feeling, how they're acting, and how that is impacting their life. Are they aware? They just don't know if they want, if they can change it. It could be victim. Yeah. Like I was aware of all my issues. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it was just, um, I don't think I was aware to the, to the depth of it. And then also to the amount of responsibility that I could give myself to change it. Right. Um, it's work. Like to change who you are. Yeah. So it's yesterday was the two year anniversary. I started journaling and the two year anniversary, I decided to shift. Right. And it doesn't seem like that long ago, but it's been a two year, I'd say a painful fucking journey. Like I was, it's probably been more painful the last two years working on myself than all the forties enjoying the highs of myself and not and ignoring the lows of myself. Mm. Cause there was no shadows. You just think you're awesome. <laughs> Hello ego. <laughs> Well, that was my issue. I had a big ego. <laughs> so it's like, why would I want to change this? I'm awesome. Things are good. Right? And if you have a problem with me, F you. That's your problem, not mine. Um, and it was January 6th, two years ago, where I just, I, I mean, I won't get into too much details, but literally my laugh, my, my laugh, my laugh, my life flashed before my eyes. I saw everything and I saw every um, dark side of me that I, that, that I hit. Every, 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 shadow. every shadow, every lie, every cheat, every, every, every negative thing I've ever done, I was shown. And then this responsibility of who I can become. And I was like, oh shit, do I want to continue being half as good as I can be? Because I know I'm not 100% now. And, and I can see these, these shadow sides of me. 
Uh, and then I also got a glimpse of who I could be. And I was just shocked at how much of a gap there was. And usually we, we, we don't look at the shadow as that gap because we're just too afraid of how much work's going to be involved now to fix those things. And I actually, I don't want to use the word fix. I hate that word. Evolve. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's almost like, for better terms, like I saw myself as I wanted to play in the NHL, but I'm like barely in the, like, I'm not even in the minors. You know, I'm like, I'm playing pickup right now in life. <laughs> I'm playing fucking pickup hockey, but I want to play in the NHL. And you have two choices. You either continue fooling yourself thinking that you're better than you really are. Or you admit like, hey, I'm, in, I'm, I'm playing pickup. But, but next year I want to be playing in the minors. And the year after I want to be playing here. And this is what I'll do day after fucking day to keep becoming a better person. Um, we've met a lot of people. And I think it's just it's, it's the daunting task of showing up to practice every day to become a better person. That I think a lot of people just feel overwhelmed with. Yeah, Feel overwhelmed. Don't know where to start. Don't know what to do. Um, and you know, our process has been like, you know, how many coaches have we gone through to figure out? Like every time we have a problem, we find another coach, we find like read another book, dive a little bit deeper. Like it's just, it's, it's fucking exhausting bettering yourself. Like it is like, like personal development, skill development is freaking exhausting. And, and, and I think, and if you already feel like you're in a negative emotional state to begin with, it just seems like a mountain that most people can't climb. Um, but it doesn't start with the biggest mountain. It just starts with like being a little bit happier tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, there's a great quote that says, uh, successful people do what's hard so they can have an easy life and unsuccessful people do what's easy and have a hard life. And I think, um, you know, we'll do, we'll do another podcast on this, but it's the complainer conquer mentality. Um, you know, people either complain of, of who they are, where they're stuck, why they're stuck and all, you know, everything else, or you learn to conquer, you learn to conquer yourself first, then you learn to conquer everything else. Yeah. Awesome. This has been a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Any um, last tips or advice for anybody listening here? Let's say someone's just like mind blown from this conversation. They're like, where, where do I like start with this, Joe? Oh, I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> okay, you know what? I, got, I, got, I have a great way to start. I'm going to get you to start exactly where I started. Write the movie of your life. Sit down and, and basically from childhood to now, write everything that shaped you, molded you, the highs, the lows, your childhood, things that you love, things that you didn't love, your teenage years, the shit that you did, the mistakes that you made, the things that you accomplished, the, the mountains you climbed, and write the story of your life. And then look at that story. And then ask yourself, do I like the main character? Are you a supporting actor or are you just someone in the background barely fucking getting by? And then decide what kind of role you want. And then figure out the new chapter, which is start writing the new story of your life. And so you have this character that you're either happy with or unhappy with, and that character needs character development. And just like any good movie, you know what? It's not just one take, one shot to get it right. You make mistakes. You do it over and over again. You get to change your character. You get to go take two. Yesterday sucked. I was an asshole. Today, my character's going to read his lines <laughs> and show up the way they're supposed to. Yeah. And then, and to me, that, that's what I did. I wrote a, 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 a mission statement. I basically Jerry Maguire. I, I had my Jerry Maguire moment. I wrote a mission statement about myself. Uh, and then I decided to say, hey, like, if, if, I, if I got 40 more of these, I'm 40 in. I got 40 more. What's the, uh, the story I want to write? Uh, and then the nice thing is I'm the writer. I'm the director. Uh, I'm the casting director. You know, I, I get to do all of it. Um, but you also have to make sure that you are your best casting director and you are your best. Like, I, I am my worst enemy and my best enemy. Um, you like I, I'm probably the hardest on myself than anyone, but that makes me a good, you know, a good coach to myself sometimes. 
um, and get some help. Like, like, like do this with other people, get some good coaching, work with mindset coaches. Yeah. Like honestly, like understanding the mind, like I dove so heavily into NLP hypnosis. Uh, it's a daily practice for me. Like yeah. this, this is a daily work. Like I'm trying to make my ways into the pros and I can't skip, I can't skip workouts. I can't skip, um, you know, my mindset routine. I can't skip personal development. Um, because if I skip those things then I'm just getting like, I'm, I'm, I'm further behind. Yeah. Um, so I, I've treated every day like game day. Now I, I treat my life like a sport and I'm, I expect to lose teeth. I expect to get hurt and I'm going to fucking smile when that happens and get back up and keep going uh, and keep getting coaches, keep showing up to practice, keep finding guys and, and, and girls that, that I love playing with that, that, that support me and this team as well. And see how freaking how much fun and how much, how far we can get in life. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks so much. Darling. No problem. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. You freaking rock. I love our community. I would love for you to join me over on Instagram. It is my favorite platform to hang out in. And if we're not connected, just find me, sarah.funnel. And I would also love for you to take a screenshot of this episode that you're listening to here today and throw in your stories, tag me, let me know what resonated with you the most. It helps me create more content for you moving forward. And always remember that we are in this together. <laughs>